and in three, two, one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Ciao, ragazzi. Uh, my name is Jason Flynn. I am always your host here on the Frozzy Shone. You're very welcome to this episode six uh, of our first season's run here, uh, wherever you're listening to it. I am joined, as it is an Enzo week, I am joined by the, the we- person that week is named after. I'm joined by Enzo Patriarca. Enzo, hey. Hello, Jason. Hello, everyone. Uh, did you hear last week's episode with Faye? Yes, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it's good, wasn't it? It was good. Yeah, I mean, he's no you. No. But... Still great to have him. Unique in his own way. Unique in his own way. Special in his own way. Yes. Yeah, so shout out to Failure for joining us last week. If anyone hasn't heard that episode, go back. We talked about the teams in the league uh, that are playing against Fosinoni in Serie B this season. Um, And a big week for the show. We broke 200 listens. Wow. Yeah. So not so long ago, we broke 100 listens. Yeah. So we're kind of increasing exponentially all the time. Um, so thanks to everyone who listened yeah, so getting, far. We're getting a lot of interest from the Italians. We have. We have started yeah. to, to kind of pick up a bit of, bit of pace. Uh, we've been in touch with some media organizations in Frosinone. And uh, we expect Small to do maybe... Small language barrier. Was very Small fun. language barrier. They, they, they text us on Instagram. They slid into my DMs on Instagram. Wow. The show DMs, which I manage, just for anyone wants to get in touch with me. And uh, if you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to message my own personal account, feel free to message the show and address it to Jason. I'll, I'll get it. Um, but we got a message in Italian. And of course, famously, one of the features of this show is I don't speak Italian, no. and um, so it was. Just, I just read it, and I got. I got. It was pretty basic. I think he kind of dumbed it down for me. He was like, "I'm just going to put words that are almost like what they are in English." <laughs> um, but it was weird because he clearly knew I'd be able to understand it in English, but not. He didn't know that well enough to just say it in English. So yeah. then I had to translate it just to make sure, and then I had to write a message out, translate it back. And then I speak enough Italian to know when it, something looks terrible. So I had to translate it again with a better version. So I'm tinkering out the English version because I don't speak Italian, but I know what good Italian looks like. As we all do. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, I get that. Like, it, like sometimes sentences just don't look right, whatever language they're in. Yeah, you knew there were some issues. It, it was like it, Google Translate wasn't picking up what I was putting down. Yeah. So we got back and we're waiting our sponsor. Hopefully we'll have a little collab coming up, a little collabo. Us trying to speak Italian on Italian Us trying to speak radio. Italian on Italian radio or Italian TV. We get the Italian in here yapping to us. Yes, could be and we also have some big um some big uh guests coming up on the show in january uh from the italian football community and also we might make a couple of appearances uh big news ends i haven't told you this yet we might make a couple of appearances on some italian uh football podcasts for other teams i've been in touch with some organizations around the world so anyway um look out for all that in the new year this is probably going to be our last episode before christmas um, we'll pro- I'll probably do a little special release next week just to wish everyone a Merry Christmas give you some, some of the best Christmas updates uh, from the Frozenone community Enzo fantastic Instagram post earlier on uh, by Frozenone earlier on this week right they were doing like the Christmas dinner yeah and so Nesta was there the players were all there I, I missed this you missed this on, on, so. on Instagram. It was so good, right? So they put maybe it was a story, but they put it up, and um, it's like before that they had to get a team photograph in front of like this kind of background, like a like an old like Santa Claus background, and they come in and they didn't know where to stand, and they just looked like a little group of schoolboys. They were all kind of like <laughs> going around like to each other, like do you do I go here? Do you go there? You know, and Nesta was like the like the dad, like come on, Dionisi, come on over here. Yeah, he's like okay, let's do a four three three in this picture and all that stuff. So anyway, that was fun. Yes, do you have any news for us? And uh, not, I don't think so. No, you had a good week. You had an off week, yeah. Hmm. Finish finished up exams, and whatnot. Good, they went okay. Yeah, grand. Great. So you know, you're back to the important stuff. Yeah, big time. That's good. Yeah, I managed to watch the games though. Yes. So, let's actually go straight into our, our new segment, oh, wow. um, which is um, what we start with. So, this is, so we have a new segment called Review Preview, which we do every week on the show now. I followed that last week. You followed that last week yeah, with I the jingle know. and everything, yeah. so that'll be coming up later. Um, but first, we have another new segment. It's called Table Service, because one of the things about the show uh, has been, one of the feedback bits we've gotten is that people don't like necessarily when we talk about the league table at length, or when we kind of put in little bits about where people are in the league. Because it's hard to follow. It's hard to follow. Like a, a league table is kind of very, it's very nature, a visual medium. Um, this isn't a visual. This is not a visual medium. It's trying to describe something that was designed to look good when you see it and not when you hear it is a total waste of time, okay. basically. So um, we're going to just jam all of our table talk into this. Maybe you should have called it table talk, but I like table service. Because um, the jingle's going to have like a little bit of like maybe some like restaurant background noise, maybe like an Italian restaurant. Oh, I like that. Isn't that cool? Uh, <laughs> so that's coming up as well. Uh, so yeah, so let's go straight into table service and, and give a little roundup of the Serie B table as it stands. We'll just play that jingle now. Table service. 
All right, that was pretty good. That was good. I like that. Yeah, fun. Uh, so, Enzo, do you want to give us uh, where Frosinone is at the table right now? Um, by the week's end, which is now, um, we're third. Third in the table. Third in the table. So that's the top. That's the top promotion playoff place. Yes, and we have a, we're a point clear of of people below. So there's like it's not just goal difference. We're firmly in third. And for anyone wondering about what is the point of being top of the promotion places, you do get a better draw if you're top of the places, don't you? Yeah, because there's um six teams in the playoffs total. Yeah, we won't get into all this. We won't get into all this. But um, the third and fourth place play one less game in the playoffs. So basically. The bottom four teams in the playoffs go into a semi uh, quarterfinals. Yeah, play against each other, and then the winners of them will play. Get to play the, the top two teams in the. And basically, yeah. say say if we finish the league like this, yeah, Frosinone would play. Basically, they would get the lower ranked team eventually. Mm-hmm. They'd play them, and we get to play them at home. Yes, and if it's a draw, we still progress because we're the higher rated team. So it's a huge benefit, benefit to stay. Yeah. So we really want to finish as high as possible. As high as possible, even if it don't finish automatic promotion places, that third place is a beautiful little slot. Who's above us? Pordenone, yeah, and Benevento. Pordenone had a good win at the weekend, as far as I know. Yeah, um, so they're one point above they us. They had a way win, which is always a yeah a a huge benefit in Serie B. Two one against Cosenza. They they almost they almost lost it to be honest, but mm-hmm. um. Yeah, interestingly enough, this is this the fun. The top three. Here's a fun stat. Yeah, go ahead. On the the top three teams, which is ourselves, Benevento, and Pordenone, all have unbeaten home records. Wow. The only teams in the league with unbeaten home records. Yes, and top three. That's amazing. And top three. Yeah, and um, interestingly enough, Pordenone have an almost equally terrible away record as us. Whereas Benevento are top of the league with away and home record. Which That's is why, why they have like ten points more than everyone yeah. else. Uh, this uh, this is this be interesting for kind of the preview when we get to it. Um, Benevento have only conceded. Benevento and Pordenone have both only conceded two goals at home this season in eight games. Wow, we've only conceded three. Yeah, but then when you go to the away record, Benevento conceded six and eight. Pordenone have conceded sixteen, <laughs> and we have conceded eleven. Yeah, so Stark difference. I I think it's I think it's really interesting because like, uh, the stats as they are now kind of they justify our table place. We're not overperforming. No. We're kind of we're doing well and we're getting results for it. And um, the Nesta effect is in full swing coming into this uh, Christmas season. Clean sheets every game. Is this upcoming fixture going to be our last before Christmas? Is the Christmas break starting no. after that? No, there's another match. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's two or three games left. I think three. Because there is a Christmas break. There is a big Christmas break, but I think yeah, just three games before that. So on the 21st of December, we play away to Benevento. Yeah. 26th, we play at home. So after. after Stevens is a basically. Yeah, uh, we play at home to Crotone, and then okay. we on the 29th we play away to Pisa. Right. Okay. So there's three games coming up before the new year. Yeah. Uh, and we'll cover it all. We're not quite sure in how much detail we'll cover it because we're uh, on our our own Christmas break. And yeah. um, but we'll cover it all on the Fuzzy Show either here in the main show or on our social media channels. So follow along as always uh, to keep updated on all that stuff. In the meantime, we're in third place in the table. Yeah. And um, general kind of table at the moment is looking uh, pretty tight. Um, there's a, as always as always it's all pretty tight um, but we do have a, an opportunity to finish uh, the year if we were to if we were to get a you know a draw and two wins say yeah we could uh, we could finish in second uh, for the Christmas break yeah and the first game back interestingly enough at the minute the first game back will be a home game against Pordenone wow so that's a huge game we'd have to we'll, we would like, definitely be back yeah. what day is that on the 18th of January okay so we'll definitely be back uh, in time for that now Due to Serie B, like three three match weeks, Portnoni probably won't be the next, you know, beside us anymore. No, because it'll it'll fairly volatile change. But if if the table's looking like this going into the new year, then that's going to be a massive game, huge game. So that's table service, and the way this works is now from now on, you don't have to worry during review preview or or general chat. We're not going to get into any specific detail on the table. We'll say maybe who's where in the table. But we're not going to talk think, about points around like that. I think we could throw up on Instagram a photo of the table. Oh yeah, at the end of each match week. We like could, a highlight of where we are. We could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A nice place now. Yeah, it's we didn't want to do we that when we were low really down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not like, hey, everybody, look, we're 17th in the table. We're, we're, we're fighting relegation. Yeah, but when you kind of have something to show off, you're like, hey, guys, look, we're third. Look, look at that. We'll share it now. Um, so that's been Table Service. Let's play that sweet, sweet jingle again. Oh, yes. Table Service. All right, great. So um, let us know if you like that new table service bit um, because otherwise we'll just go back to sprinkling in numerical information uh, throughout the podcast and driving everyone crazy because I can I can barely follow it myself. Um, as always, 
last week on the show i made some terrible mistake i can't remember what it was but i'm always blundering on this show because it's yeah. a lot of it's a lot of action it's hard to follow yeah fame fame made one mistake last week did he yeah he he, he called our uva stabby a win our second away win of the season when it was in fact our first wow so that we, that we did win against uva stabby yeah that we, away from home yeah and that, that was, was our, the only away win we have and they're like a really bad team right but we do have a really big away game coming up uh, this Saturday, and we're going to talk about it on our next segment coming up right now. It's time for review preview. Review. So, as always on review preview, it starts off with the review. And uh, our match last week, last weekend, uh, was uh, against Pascara at home. Yeah. Yeah. Now we did on the episode of Faye. I predicted a three-one win. Faye predicted a three-nil win. It finished. 2-0. 2 nil. Do you want to take us through what you thought of the game? Um, first half was solid. Mm-hmm. Kind of just oh well, he no he started Paganini in midfield. Yes, that is. Let's let's talk about that. So basically, was, the lineup yeah. was um, usually as we know we love Paganini right wing back. Right wing back. He's on that wing. He's controlling the game. And then we like Pagetto on the other side, left wing back. And then we have. Uh, Maiello, Gori, and one of Rodin or Haas. One of the non-Italians. It doesn't matter. One of the non-Italians plays in the third. Whoever's in there doesn't matter. Position midfield. This time, he decided once again. He, it's like um, I don't know. This is a problem with Paganini because basically what happens is Paganini's so really good. really good, and what happens is managers tend to want to move him into midfield because he's so good on the ball. But as we've discussed, Enzo, his real strength is he basically gives you an extra midfielder at right wing back. Yeah. So you play him out he's there. He's never found found out at right wing back. No. And he provides attack and threat. But you put him in a, in the centre mid, and now you're trying to make him control the game. He doesn't necessarily. That's not his. That's not his game. That's Maiello's game. Yeah. That's Gori's game. Yeah. I don't. That's I don't, one of the non-Italians' game. I'll never understand it, but at the same time, he eventually made the changes we wanted him. To he make. did because uh, that makes it, me think like he kind of knew what he was trying to do. I think he was. Yeah, he was experimenting. He so knew. Okay, if this isn't work, we're going to go back. Yeah, I'm glad that he eventually ended up right wing back. So that was a big, um, that was a big thing, uh, big debate at the start of the game. Eventually, Zampano, who was playing right wing back, is taken off, and Paganini's moved back out to right back, which was a good, a good swap. Obviously. Yeah, the other big uh, team selection news um, was obviously the the the, the, for, the back four. You know, Bardi and Goal, yeah, uh, Capuano, Ariado, Brigenti. Standard. Now that's good that we have a very like now they're solid. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. official. Like yeah, I feel like apart from right wing back, which is shocking because arguably first name of the team sheet is Paganini for me, right wing back. But yeah. apart from that, the lineup is the the defense is pretty much makes itself. Yes, like we have consistency. And in the last couple of games before um, the Pescara game, uh, Novakovic and Dionisi yeah. had started up front together. As a duo. As a duo. And we had discussed how Camilo Ciano was going to come back, our star man, or our... How, yeah. Yeah, how he's going to come back in the team. Uh, and I said, Jesse, maybe, maybe he starts in the home games. Sure enough, here we are at home. And Ciano starts up front with Novak- Novakovic. I think there was a lot to be said about the fact that Novakovic was selected alongside Ciano as well. Yeah, he's shown a bit of form. Yeah, he's shown a bit of form. And, and I think we're tr- we really are trying to put our chips in the basket for him. Yes. We're hoping he comes good. Um, and yeah, Chano, I think you can't keep Chano on the bench for too long, but it was interesting to see the partnership of him and the NEC not starting. It was, uh, it was, however, nil all in the 56th minute, and um, basically Nest is on the bench and he says, Novakovic, you're not really doing it. No. Chano's showing a little bit of something, so he says, I'm as, gonna ever. Keep, as ever, he has a little bit of something to him. He said, I'm going to keep Chano on, I'm going to take off Novakovic, put Dionisi on, and have the classic front two of, of Chano and Dionisi. And wow. It paid off majorly Dionisi five minutes later Dionisi assists beautiful assist uh, Maiello Maiello beautiful goal beautiful run from midfield from Maiello Dionisi amazing uh, uh, true ball in yeah. the box I think he, he pretended to shoot and disguised yeah. it beautiful he left all so I was expecting the Pascara defenders on the, on, on, on the arses everyone was like Dionisi's gonna shoot here. Dionisi's gonna shoot even though know. it was his left foot we didn't. We just thought left foot right foot this guy doesn't care he doesn't care he's gonna boot it doesn't matter how far he is and he just slid he it is so in. smart He's right. so wise. Yeah. He's sly, isn't he? Yeah, that was sly. It was sly. Scummy. You don't it was almost like, hey, Danny, see. He almost did them dirt. He did. I think he did. He embarrassed them. Yeah. Like, I'm like, those players have to go home to their families. Like, they all jumped. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, like, first time, didn't even touch it, just one hit. Like, imagine you're one of the defenders, right? Let's say, I'll look at the lineup. Who plays in defense for? Uh, okay, I'm not saying his name. It's very difficult. <laughs> let's say you're, let's say you're uh, uh, Vitorini, right? Let's say you're number 20 more Pascara, Vitorini, right? And you're playing there in the defense, 
and your children are at home watching on television. Your wife, your children. Your wife and your children. Your wife who think, you know, who you provide for, who's supposed to be, you're supposed to be like a masculine figure for your wife. If, if, if this is an Italian culture. And uh, and your children are like, that's daddy, he's a superhero, and they're all watching on TV. And Dionysi comes in and disrespects you to such a level, I don't think your wife and kids are there when they get back. I think I think you're, you're on the bus back to Pescara wondering. Yeah, you're wondering, is she gone to her mother's? No, you're going back to the Abruzzo region and you're thinking, <laughs> is there anyone going to be here? Yeah, has, will they just have abandoned my village? Potentially. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's an option, always. So, Dionysi gets this wonderful assist, credit to Maella for the goal. Um, and then, to top it all off, Dionysi makes a 2-0. With a very good goal. Into injury time. 94th minute. Yeah, but before that, though. Oh, yeah? Because that was great. But um, what I seen in that second half was just... I said to you. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, this was a big this, thing. Yeah, you know, one of one of the best performances I've seen ever, ever at any level, at any level from this team. Just based on how they seen it out, we we never looked in danger. Solid at the back. Gory won a corner, I think, in the eighty seventh minute. Yeah. and start grabbing the badge like it was. They were seeing this game out, and that was definitely a Nesta mentality effect. That was something we've never seen. We're starting to see this kind of winning mentality creep in where every match is a this is a cliche but every match is a final yeah for these players at the moment they in their mind they are going up they're fighting yeah they're fighting for every ball yeah they're, fighting, they're playing for the manager and uh, it, it was evident in that game it yeah was, like we are one like normally when we're one nil up it, it's it gets nervy it gets edgy mm-hmm. wasn't the case no the, the goal at the end was just the icing on the top but we didn't need that goal no we could have like, won one nil but yeah, we, we, which we never, just picked them off in the end Nice was like oh yeah have this yeah it was a very good i enjoyed that goal. it was a wonderful Smart goal it's, it's on our instagram if anyone's have a look at it but uh yeah it was a very professional performance and it, it just bodes really really well going forward in the league yeah and the amazing thing was afterwards like the the reaction from the fans uh, in the stadium was just so you were so much love for the players and for the manager i mean it wasn't so long ago a couple of months ago we were in big trouble. Nesta was going over after every home game, pleading with the fans to just give him more time. He didn't. He was figuring it out, all that stuff. And now they're like, oh my God, I can't believe we got this guy. It's kind of a perfect storm going on. At the it moment. is, yeah. And I'm excited. I don't want to jump ahead, but looking forward to January. Mm. Transfer window. Yeah. Can Nesta get anyone in from Milan, maybe? I know Milan aren't doing great at the minute, but the youth, the youth set up someone. like Somebody. He anybody. has connects in the Italian. He connects all over the, all over the country. So that that could be interesting. Maybe yeah, and I think we are starting to get a reputation as a team that is a bit of a mover and shaker. Like you know, we, we give and we we give young players a chance. Pino Monti got his big. Pino Monti got his big break. You know, and we have okay. Like you look at the look at our team that we started there. Um. Well, okay. Let's take out the team we started. But let's look at like our midfield. Is there room for somebody to come in and compete with? Uh, compete with Haas. Compete with Roden. Compete with Mayello. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. There's a, there's an opportunity there in the midfield. Um. Left wing back and right wing back, Baguette and Paganini are okay. Solid. They're, they're solid. They're in. you know we have good replacements too. But um, I mean our, our squad is good. Like, but there, I think there's room for a striker to come in if he wants to give up on Novakovic, which I don't think he does yet. But I don't think so. No. For me, the only thing missing from from us and where Benevento are is just a twenty goal a season man. Yeah, but I just I think like with Novakovic, if Dionis is going to keep scoring goals, Chano, why not give five five goals and twelve appearances for Dionis? Yeah. He's good. He, very close to becoming the all-time scorer for the club. For the club, wow. Yeah. We'll have to keep an eye on yeah, that. something to keep an eye on. Yeah. And, but, like, we have, we do have, like, again, against Parma a couple of weeks ago, um, Trotta played up front and, and yeah. scored a goal. I like Trotta. I think we could give him an opportunity. I think so, too. Um, if needs be. I mean, we don't have to play the same guys over and over again. But are we in that kind of situation where... You want a bit of consistency. You want a bit of consistency. Well, but at least, we're, like, we're getting goals all over the pitch. The wing backs. That's true. Yeah. Wing backs are scoring. Midfield are scoring. Yeah. The only thing we don't really have is we're not a huge threat from set pieces. We don't score a lot of co- goals from corners or or goals from indirect free kicks. Chano scores a few free kicks every season, but uh, no more than that. Uh, okay. That concludes. Well, let's just Pescara. So the game went well. Uh, Very good performance. I, I, I was. I didn't believe we would keep a clean sheet in my prediction when I predicted three yeah, one. But we've been. I think our last five home games have been. I, I knew I kind of I knew the numbers said it will be a clean sheet, but I just I couldn't believe you still just don't that we'd be able to to keep it, that kind of level of of consistency when it comes to clean sheets. In the last seven games, there was only one without a clean sheet, and that was Spezia, Spezia away. away, and Parma if you count the league games. We're, we're talking. Not Parma. We're not counting Parma. I haven't talked to you since we went out of the cup. No. Um. Who cares? Who cares? I, I honestly think we could have won that game. Even yeah. with the lineup that we had, we we 
the penalty at the end, I still disagree, but... No, come but on. Back in 80. No, come on. But also, wait. I think Citro went in. I think it was Citro. I think one-on-one twice. Yeah. And scuffed it twice. Yes. Which was disappointing. I, I, There was enough there for us to win the game. And that's all I'll say on that. But okay, but who cares? It was good. Yeah, we're happy to be out. Happy to be out, and just it's like okay, we're out. Oh no, we're out. it's like you have to kind of make a big deal out. Like oh no, we're out of oh, the cup. Oh no, so just, we're not going to win the Coppa Italia this year. Oh, God, we'll have to win the Coppa Italia a different year. Oh, oh no. And like, oh. what I like to always do is just see who's still in the cup. Yeah. Just to laugh at them. So this is a little bit of a little cup break we're taking here. Perugia and Cremonese. Yeah, that's it. Well, good luck. And guess which one of them are going to win the cup. <laughs> Because at a certain point, it's like, if you're not going to win the cup... Why are you in it? Why are you in it? Because you're not going to win it, is the thing. You're not winning... You're like, look, if you look at the other teams that are in it, it's like every every good Italian team. Yeah. All, like, all the top Serie A clubs, one of them is going to win it. Yeah, so you're not... Perugia, Perugia's wrong. Yeah, Peru, Perugia's, Perugia's wrong. And, and the funny thing is, though, Perugia, like, at the minute... I don't want to go back to the table, but they're, they're in the last promotion playoff place. And I, I feel like... That Coppa Italia tie is going to get them. They should really be focusing on um, on the league. If any Perugia fans or staff are listening out there, I just want to say... Good luck in the cup. Good luck in the cup and uh, enjoy Serie B next season. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be at Serie A going out of the cup at the same at stage. A higher, no, a higher, at a higher, higher stage, stage, yes. We'll go to the quarterfinals next, next season. That's um, the only way you should progress in the cup is to get promoted. Yeah, <laughs> you, you enter in later. So, uh, anyway... Uh, that would conclude our review segment of um, basically fantastic performance against yeah, Pascara at the weekend. Exciting. Um, again. Leaves us in a really good position. Still working out uh, the best two of Novakovic, Chano and Dionisi. Um, but huge flexibility shown by Nesta to put Paganini in midfield, then change it when he realises... It's not working. And the home games is... If you're going to experiment... Do it at home. Do it at home. Yeah. And that's actually a good lesson, not just for Frosinone, <laughs> that's a good lesson for life. If anyone wants to experiment, uh, I don't know, uh, with science, chemistry sense, if you want to experiment with new foods that you might like, uh, sexually. And new looks. And new looks. Do it at home. Do it at home. Do it at home. Don't, do it, don't at home. do it in public. Come on. Don't stop with the public experiments. Doing the privacy of your own home. If it works. Bring it to the public. Bring it to the public. If not, you know, maybe keep it at home. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, that concludes the review segment of Review Preview. Now moving on to the preview segment of Review Preview. Well. Well, well, well. Big game coming up. Big game coming up. Is, we're, do you know what we've become? Big game hunters. Because we have a shark coming up next and we're going to take him down. Yeah. Benevento. Benevento. We're going away to Benevento. League leaders. Benevento. Best home record in the league. Best, home, best away record in the league. And we have one of the worst away records in the league. So... It's not good. It's not looking good. But I, I, I honestly think there could be a good to play. Let's. Uh, they've lost one game this season. Do you know who it is against? No, I don't. Pescara. Who we just beat? Four 0 They lost. Oh my god. So they're not unbeatable. They're that not was away. That was an away game. Okay, and again, it's very difficult to very win away. Very different away in home. Yeah. But part of me feels like because they're not a bad team, they'll kind of have the ball and they'll be vulnerable on on the break. I think. Mm. I'm predicting it could be a scalp. You think we could get a result here against against Benevento? I think it would be very good if we could get any form of result, but I also think I think we can. I I I I'd, I'm not so sure. Not I'm so not good. so sure. Everything says it will be a defeat. I mean, last season? No, not last season. Two two seasons ago, um, we beat them at home, and we lost away. That's kind of the that's the classic pattern. You beat everyone at home and you lose. Yeah, you just yeah. Always bet on the home team. Always bet on the home team in Serie B, and you'll you'll go a long way. You'll go a long way. I mean, because like basically, there's no other factor separating most of these teams. The biggest ones, oh, they're at home. Most times, it's eleven Italian men in their mid thirties against eleven other Italian men in their mid thirties. Somebody at some point has played for a Serie A club. At some point. At some point, and there's a goalkeeper who has a beard. And then that's about it. The only other thing separating them is home advantage. Is home advantage. So always go home but if you want to bet on Serie B team. Obviously, they're, they're they're flying high. They're flying a lot higher than everyone else. Yeah, cut above the rest. But a game like this, you get points in a game like this. Not a lot of teams will get points. So I think that could separate people at the end when you're getting. Yeah, I think a draw is is possible because we're just think about it, we're so defensively consistent at this stage. Yeah. But they do have a prolific attack as well. They do. In saying that. I mean, like, I'm just looking at their their top scorers here. 
Oh my god, so they have uh, so our top scorers, right? Uh, Chano is our top scorer, six goals this season, three of them have been penalties. Dionisi, we mentioned, has five goals for the season, two of them have been penalties. So we win a lot of penalties, yeah, that's what we're learning. Um, we have five penalties as opposed to uh, Benevento's two so far this season, so maybe we get a penalty. Uh, then we have Paganini, Baghetto, and Capuano. So actually, just our top scorers are two forwards, two wing backs, and a centre back. So that's pretty... That's the thing. We, we've always kind of been a team where we got goals all over the pitch. Yeah. Compare that to um, the top scorers for Benevento. Uh, Coda is uh, with five goals, no penalties. And then Viola has five goals, two penalties. Um, and then they have a man by the name of Oliver Craggle, who, Craigle, who used to play for Frosinone. A few seasons ago, he played. He spent a couple of seasons here at Frosinone, uh, here here at Frosinone. We're recording, of course, in the Frosinone Studios in Dublin, Ireland, and um, we say here at Frosinone because that's our spiritual home. Yes, certainly when we're hosting this show. Hundred percent. Yeah. So um, he has four goals for the season. They do have quite a quite an attacking team. Team quite a, a, a sense of attacking prowess, and they score a lot of goals. They had their average amount of home goals scored per game is two point two five. So they're scoring more than two goals a game at home. So not great. Not great. And they're only conceding 0.5 goals per game at home. So that basically tells me 2-0. <laughs> <laughs> that says 2-0. That's it. To me, that says 2-0. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all with a defeat. I'm hopeful. I think it's a, it'll be an exciting game to watch. Again, Nesta versus uh, Inzaghi as well. Yeah. Interesting. Um, we do have not that much, uh, not many different like, in terms of the squad makeup. Um, so their average age of the squad is 26.4 years old. Our average age is 25.4 years old. Um, their goalkeeper is 39 okay, who's years that? old. His name is Piero Gori. Oh. No relation to Mirko Gori, our captain. I did check that okay, earlier on. Interesting. Uh, no relation. 39. 39 years, yeah. He's up in those Buffon years. Experienced, but maybe... Maybe a bit slow. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe starting to slow down mentally speaking. Sure, I think I'll, I'll be interested to talk to you at the after that game. Yes, I'll be interested to see the lineup, all the rest. You know, the, the, it is a big game. Yeah, I would be expecting it's a top of the table clash, and it is exciting. And it, it, to be honest, like it's when you get to the like two two teams at the top of the table, especially two teams that have played each other as much over the last few years, unfortunately, as Benevento for Zanoni have. It's this is a game where it's going to be treated like a cup final. It's a big one. Uh, by by Nesta and by the squad. He's going to really rev them up. And I think this is a game where anything could happen. Form for the whole season doesn't really matter in a game like this because it's... Well, certainly to us, it's a huge game. To Benevento, we may just be another brick in the wall to so be knocked through. Yeah, fair. We've only beat Juve Stabia away from home. So to go... To and the they are... Yeah, they are, yeah, exactly. They're really bad. So... I don't know. It's exciting. I feel like... Part of me feels like it's a free shot. It, because, yeah, because basically, right, if you lose against Benevento... So what? So what? Everyone else it's is losing against Benevento as well. Yeah. Like, I, as far as I'm concerned, Benevento are the champ- league champions this yeah. this year. They're not going to fall apart in the second second part of the season. No, they're going to be solid. Like, they have enough of a gap that they can yeah. fall apart and still be fine. Yeah, so they, they really don't have to worry about it. But they might, you know, they might be on an off game now. They might just... Maybe take the wire off the wall a yeah. little bit. And we have momentum. We have momentum. And we have clean sheets. At home, we have clean yeah, sheets. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Only one one away clean, maybe two away clean sheets. And one yeah, was the it's a uh, game against Shitadella. Shitadella was nil all, so that that's was a yeah. No one, one could have scored in that. Yeah, we had a, a clean sheet against Shitadella, and we kept a clean sheet against Juve Stabia. Not exactly. These impressive. are not these are not the greats. And um, by the way, to any Shitadella fans out there, you're below Juve Stabia in my estimation. Um, not in the table, but in my estimation. Whereas Benevento are scoring goals for fun at home. I'll give you the last few uh, home results, Enzo. They beat Trapani. Now, in fairness, as yeah. I said last week, you and right. you and me and Fake have beat Trapani. <laughs> uh, they beat them 5 0. Well. Before that, they beat Cotone 2 0. They beat Empoli 2 0. They beat Cremonese 2 0. They beat Perugia 1 0. And then they drew 1 all with Virtus and Tella back in September. At home? At home. See, I always think Virtus and Tella are really bad, but then I. I no, I don't, I don't think they're bad. I just think they're, I mean, they're fourth. They're only a point behind us. No, that's what I'm saying. I always think they're yeah, really, really bad. Do you know bad. what for me it is with Virtus and Tella? What is they it? have the name of a team from much lower league. <laughs> <laughs> they're a Serie C team, are they? Like Virtus and Tella. It's too complicated. Yeah, it's no. not what. Do you know what it is for me? I always like. When I'm looking at the match week fixtures and I see Virtus and Tella winning, I'm always happy. I'm like, ah, yeah, they're taking down our, our rivals. Yeah, they are our rivals. But it happens, yeah, it happens so often that they are now. Yeah. But I just, yeah. I they just, they, they have like a weird name and yeah, it's they, just like, yeah. you're not. I feel like if you look at Serie C, there's definitely Virtus 
Summertime. Something, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of them. It's like imagine like if you were you were watching in, in English football, if there was somebody in the in the championship, like let's say it's some ridiculous like FA Cup team name, like let's say it was like Harrogate. Yeah. Like if Harrogate were in the championship, like or maybe they go to the Premiership, nobody won't. They're not. There's no Harrogate in the but Premiership. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They're, they're not, not going. They're from a lower. They're, they're They'll be going down accident. before they go up. Certainly they will. So anyone who wants to do some long-term investment, stay away from Burton. Stay away from Burton. They're not going anywhere. Not. As far as we're concerned. Yeah. Now, are we the judge and jury? I mean, do you think they have a complex whereby they look at Genoa and they look at Sampdoria and they think? They may have a Verdes and Tata may have a similar complex to, to us because they're from they're just right by Genoa, uh, in a, in a, by the river Antella. Uh So they're looking at the Genoa and Sampdoria just had a recent uh, Genoa game, yeah. derby, derby della Lanterna, yeah. and uh, Claudio Ranieri's Sampdoria won dramatically. Dramatically, uh, late goal from um, Gabbiadini. Gabbiadini. So do you think? Do you think that they're kind of aiming to go up? And wanting to kind of ruffle those feathers, because at least, at least for them, this is what I'll say. Yeah, if they go up, they're, they're kind of almost on an equal level. Like if if they were up this season, for example, they'd be in a relegation fight with their two. Oh, because they, because Sampdoria and Genoa are both also struggling. Both also struggling. That Verdes and Hella aren't actually that far away from them. The way we might be to you know, because they're yeah, because they're at the top, but they're near the top of the Serie B table, and the other two Genoese teams are at the bottom of the Serie A yeah. table. We're so actually, when we when we get promoted, we're we're kind of chasing in terms of local rivals. We're chasing Lazio, Merda, and Roma. Yeah. Yeah, so that's much more difficult for us because we're never really going to be a Champions League team in the next anytime the next ten years anyway. Yeah, no, maybe long term. Who knows? Long term, we don't know. We but maybe things change. But what I will say is they definitely have a better chance of playing against one of those two teams in in Serie B than they do. Yeah, than we do. Serie Serie playing. That, no, I'm saying, you know, I'm saying like Genoa and Sampdoria will go down and meet Virtus Santella down there before Virtus Santella ever go. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I didn't yeah. catch that the first time, but I understand now. Okay, what were we talking about? So we're going away to an event though. Um, I think we prediction. Some prediction. Good. I need a prediction. Nil all. N- you think a bore draw against against Benevento? I don't think it's going to be boring. I think it's going to be all hands an exciting on nil all. I think it's going to be like I don't think we're keeping a clean sheet against Benevento at home. Like for them being at home, but um, but then don't say nil all. You know, but part of me just I want to draw. One all. What one all? One all. One all. Okay. Paganini scores. Paganini scores if he's right wing back. If he if he starts in midfield, we lose three <laughs> 0 um, And who do you think starts up front? Who do we start up front against? I think it has to be Dionisi and Chano. Dionisi and someone. Maybe Novakovic actually. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Dionisi, what he did off the bench last weekend, he's not justifies a start. Yeah, yeah. He changed the game in terms of an attacking threat. Um, I don't know. I can't tell. I can't tell either because. But like Novakovic, I feel like he's been so misfiring. I don't think he's he, frustrating to watch. He's getting to the point now. Like I don't want to. You look at him, and he's just always a yard off. He's, he's reaching into Joel Campbell territory. Yeah, yeah. Now, if anyone doesn't notice, uh, Joel Campbell, um, formerly of Costa Sporting Rican Lisbon, superstar, Costa Rican superstar, lit up the 2010 World Cup, didn't he? Lit it up. Lit it up. Played for Ar- was on the Arsenal books for years. Never played for them really. Real Betis. Real Betis. Played all over the world. He came to Frosinone in 20. 20- to everyone's surprise. To everyone's surprise. Last when we went up. Was it when we went up? Yeah. Yeah, in the Serie A, we were like, big spending. We're bringing Joel Campbell to the three-year contract. He did not score. He was quite good to watch. I, I thought he was very good. And he was definitely providing something we didn't have. He was very good on the ball. He would dribble. He, he, he was physically bigger than everyone else. It was very... It was a pretty fantastic You could tell uh, he had different quality, but... But he didn't get results in terms of uh, goals. And therefore, he was loaned out to Mexico, to Club Leon. I actually Leon. thought he was sold... No, he was... Yeah, yeah. I, I just told Enzo before we started recording, he was loaned, not it's sold. He's still, on an 18-month loan. I don't know what we're doing with him now. No, he has scored four goals and 21 appearances. Not great. Uh, there. No, he didn't but score... depends no. where he's playing and what he's trying to do. Yeah, that's true. And I, I, I honestly don't know what is a good start in Mexican football. I don't know what position he's playing. No, I've no if idea. He's on the wing, on. maybe that's okay. Do you want him back? I take him back. I take him back, but I'm, I'm interested, like, if we go up, are we, like, going to be like, all right, Joel, let's go. We need you again. We're back in Serie A. Yeah, we need you to not score any goals again. We can't. We can't have you scoring in Serie B. We need you when we're in Serie A. Yeah, because I, I think he would really be doing a very good job in Serie B. I think he'd be fantastic. He's far above the level of Serie B. Maybe that's. Maybe he's like, listen, I'm not playing for you in a second. Maybe there's something in his contract. But like, why would you go to Mexico? Yeah, if you're so bloody good, what are you? <laughs> if you're so good, if you're so good, how are you, how are you like? I'm above Serie B, but I'll go to Mexico. No problem. Yeah, because where is the Mexican? Uh, 
Premier Division compared to Serie B in terms of quality. If we played a Mexican uh, 11 versus a Serie B 11 who exhibition win? match, who would win? The Mexicans. Yeah. Would win for sure. For sure. Now, even, I can't even believe I said that out loud. Yeah, but that's what, why would you... Why would you want to be a mediocre player in Mexico? Well, you could be a great player in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Why would a black player not want to play in Italy? We'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're... So you're um, you're predicting one all against Benevento. I'm gonna say we lose three two. Oh, I think it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be a crazy. I think I, I think there'll be a red card. I think there'll be a red card. So for anybody out there, keep your ears up. Yeah, I think there'll be a red card. Probably a red card. And I'm so hoping, I'm hoping it doesn't. You know, we don't come want, our way. You don't want the NEC on red card, and we we have won a lot of penalties. I think there's a penalty. I think Chano gets taken down. <laughs> DNC will yeah. definitely be tackled. He'll be winning three, some fouls. Kicks. He'll be winning some fouls. Um, he doesn't just win fouls, he wins games. So, with that, that concludes our review preview segment. Let's play the jingle to take us out. Preview. Okay, now, now it's time for something we didn't want to have to talk about on the show. No. Something that we talked about in the first uh, conversation we had as part of the show, and something that has been asked of us certainly but to me by listeners yeah, same. Uh, that I've been running into in kind of coinciding with the time we've been hosting the Fazio Show name there's been this whole renewed controversy in Italian football around racism we did just reference it with Joel Campbell why would a black player not want to play in Italy there are a million reasons yes um, let's start with it's hard to know where to start but basically there's a, there's a, there's, there's a kind of culture in Italy where um it's racist. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought there was a nuanced way to say that, but a lot of football fans in, in Italian football seem to be of the opinion that uh, criticizing somebody is equivalent to demeaning them because of their race. So that if somebody's not playing well, you can use racial slurs against them, and that's the equivalent of saying you're an idiot or you're an idiot. Yeah. But it's that's, not. That's like the mentality that exists. Yeah, it's like... They themselves don't believe themselves to be racist. No, but their actions are racist. Yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of this. Like, I'm not racist. How could I be racist? I'm, I'm just I'm saying making, this guy is I'm a black make, bastard. Yeah, I'm, I'm making a monkey chant because I'm trying to unnerve him. Yeah, unnerve him. Like you're unnerving us. Yeah, you're you're not. This is you're not. unnerving anybody who doesn't believe in fascism. <laughs> you're unnerving the UN. If you're, you're unnerving everyone except for Lazio fans. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my Lazio, I love it. They do. Oh god. Uh, shout out to all the Lazio fans out there. Get read a book or something, guys, because you're far behind. Um, but there was a, a recent controversy. So famous, so well known players in in Italy at the moment that are that are, are black. Um, Lukaku, yeah, Romelu Lukaku signed for Inter Milan, and Chris Smalling from uh, Man United is on loan to Roma. Uh, to Roma, where he has turned into a wonderful defender, the likes of which we've yeah. never seen in his days at Man United. You know, Smaldini. They Smaldini, call they call him wonderful. Uh, one of the biggest uh, sports newspapers in Italy, if not the biggest. Yeah, the biggest. Uh, the biggest. They uh, had a fun headline. Had a fun headline recently because Inter were playing Roma, and it was a picture of Chris Smalling and it Lukaku. Was a Friday night football. Friday night football thing, and there was Lukaku and Smalling facing each other, and it said Black Friday. Now it was Black Friday, the shopping day. It wasn't. It wasn't. It, it was, was a week, week after. after. It was a week after Black Friday, the shopping just day. The, the, the point of the headline was that that was, was that? recently. It was recently Black Friday, and yes. these two black players are going to face each other on Friday. It's and Black no, Friday. Yeah, no, yeah. Now everyone else was like, "What, what the, the fuck? fuck are you doing?" It the whole. I think the whole footballing world, the whole media I world, was like, is that a joke? Was like, are you joke? What do you? What is the tone of that? That was a big. That was that went everywhere. Like even Oli Gunnar Solskjaer was uh, talking about it. Talking it was about the worst it. headline he's ever seen. Yeah, it was crazy. Like it, it, was. it did that in the UK media or in the Irish media or in the American media. Jesus, you'd be bloody crucified. Like you can't do that. It's not. It's not somebody's race, as far as I'm concerned. And I, bear, bear in mind, we don't know anything about this stuff. We're just two guys who are concerned about the the state of. Because look. We're trying to enjoy Italian football. We're also we're also we have a responsibility because we're trying to tell people out there, hey, you should be interested this in Italian football. This is worth watching. It's worth supporting. It's worth getting into, and we do have a responsibility to address the fact that if it's going to be a, a case where there's institutionalized cultural racism throughout Italian football, then at a certain point, we can't promote that. We can't promote that. It's not okay. 
And um, so the Gazette de Sport were heavily criticised and their response was... They doubled down. They doubled down and they said, if you think that our headline is racist, that's because you're a racist and you're reading into it. To which point, which everyone else said, once again, what the... What do you mean? What are you talking about? Are you having a stroke? What are you talking about? They used the term lynching. They did, which uh, started in Ireland, named after an Irish guy, uh, the lynch, uh, and was exported quite terribly. Um, Horrible news. There's a whole... Yeah. But, you know, not good. It was a really, really bad headline. They doubled down on it. They, I don't think they ever apologized for it. No. And so it kind of relaunched a, a new kind of, um, I mean, like AC Milan AC banned. Man. Banned them. From the training ground and all that stuff. And they the wouldn't allow them yeah. to, to, to come into the mix zone or anything like that. I think Roma as well. Roma did too. The, AC Milan and Roma have been two of the kind of proactive teams in addressing this stuff. I think they're stuff. both American owned as well. They have like a large American. That's true. They actually do. Yeah. Uh, who? Jim Palotta, I think, owns. Uh, Roma and somebody else owns AC Milan, but yes, they have shareholders back in the states that would not allow this kind of thing yeah, to go on. They almost they put pressure um, on for us. Whereas, like Inter are owned by the Chinese, don't seem too bothered by so, it. Yeah, Lazio, Lazio love it. They love they, they wrote it. Yeah, they, Lazio. <laughs> yeah, the guy's probably a Lazio fan. Um, and yeah, and a lot of teams have been strangely silent. There just hasn't yeah. really been people talking That's about not, it. Like you can, there should have been like a universal out. Yeah, outcry. So. Yeah. This whole thing happens with the newspaper. Launches this new debate over the whole thing. Um, Serie A decides we need to Syria, do something. We need, the league says we're going to step in. We're going to show our support for that say no to racism campaign. campaign. We're going to innovate. So they, brought in an they have a meeting of the minds. They bring in an artist. The great, the great Italian minds of Italian football. Yeah, the great uh, the great kind of uh, culturally progressive Italian I'm sure, minds. I'm sure if we've seen a photo of uh, the panel. Oh, it's all, it's all... Italian men. Italian men. Italian men. No, no women and definitely you no know, black. No women and no black people. No. So they, they, they rub their brain cells together. Yeah. So what can we do? What can we do? How can we show the world? Because they, they are like worldwide. Like you, you'll It's see a that huge global in, brand. In the States, like. In, in, like in England, you'll see Italian football. Yeah. Throughout Europe, it's, it's a global brand. And they, they, they said, we need to fix this. We need to fix this. So. This, this isn't good. So how, how do we do it? So they release a graphic which has the famous see no evil hear no evil speak no evil no 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 what happened it wasn't that's not it was just no um no 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 it was so what did so 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 there's no there's none of this there was no see no evil there was none of that there was none of that no it was just three three monkeys i think one i think from different regions of the world so i think there was like an asian monkey asian monkey so there's three ethnically diverse monkeys yes Oh my, this is the, the, wrong on know, so yeah. many levels. We, we thought it was a joke when we seen it. Um, three, so three different monkeys, they have a kind of like football, kind of the paint on them is like equivalent of, you know, the football that they use in Syria. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think, they, I think it was some artists did it. I don't know. Um, the purpose of it was to be, I think it, I think the state, it was basically, we're all monkeys. I think that was the, pu- the purpose of it. Okay, so basically, <laughs> comparing black people to apes, which is so horribly racist and makes... No sense whatsoever. Yeah, no. They this is a common chant where they'll do like a, a monkey like noise yeah. at a black person, which yeah. is like or throw bananas or tro- like honestly too much in Syria. I don't think, but they they, they throw. Remember, Danny Alves picked up the banana and ate it once. Yeah, a, but it, I just don't understand it because like if you saw that happen in the street here in Dublin, you'd be like, not okay. The, you you wouldn't even know what to do. It'd be, there'd be a street fight. It would be like, you can't do that. Like, it's not even... It's not who looks at another human being and says, on monkey. the basis of what you look like... You are a monkey. Oh, my God. I can't even... And it happens in Italy. Yeah, it happens in Italy. So, instead of saying, that's wrong, let's stop the monkey imagery. Yeah, the monkey, that's not a good one. Let's, let's just stop thinking like that. The- they embrace it and say, let's re claim the monkey yeah, for a positive yeah there's no it's positive like, spin like, on the like, monkey it's like we can never stop them from making monkey chants so let's yeah. just make monkey chants good yeah what are you talking about like it's saying? crazy um it just doesn't make any sense it's like you it's like if you had like a swastika to me it was it was funny like it's it's like, so it's bad actually a symbol of peace no it's not <laughs> it's it, it was like so bad that it's funny but it's fundamentally terrible if that makes sense like when they, they literally had a press conference and they released these images and it was really like it's it was like, is, is Ashton Kutcher going to come out? Like, it's a, 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 like, is this old Syria executive, a Sasha Baron Cohen yeah, uh, character? What's happening? Very confusing. So, Because who approves that? Yeah, who looks at it and says, this is good? Or, this is what we need right now. This, oh, this monkey stuff? Like, this people, is People great. are getting paid to be like PR 
for Serie B. For yeah. Serie A. Like how how does this how does this go? Like is there no filter? Is there no kind of base? Is there no approval? Like does it just how is there nobody at the Italian Football Federation that was who like, steps in and says, like, "Hey, excuse me, this is terrible. This is rotten. What this you're is doing terrible." So that's why you can only assume the executives are all white Italian men. Yeah, but that it's. A, I think it just perfectly showed, like it's like it's madness that this is real. We'll, you can we'll, kind of think, we'll okay, image. we'll post the image on on Instagram. Yeah, we'll post it. Yeah, we will, but with a kind of strong caveat yeah, that we're not fair, supporting yeah. it. But this is not. Um, the thing is, like, there's been instances of of this kind of stuff in all over the world. You know, in England recently, it happened at a Liverpool Man City game. I think it was. Yeah. And um, but the thing is, in other countries, it's not supported on a club level. It's not supported on a league level. It's not supported on a kind of cultural level. It's extremists who are... Identified and arrested. Identified and arrested and, and charged banned. and banned. Yeah. In Italy, they're saying, well, we don't want to ban the racists. We can't ban We'll try everyone. and soften them. We can't ban everyone. We can't ban them. <laughs> we have to sell stadium. tickets. If we ban the racists, our you ticket sales will be cut in half. Do you know how much money the Lazio Ultras bring in? Yeah. It's so, basically, we were looking at all this and we said, we have to do something. Yeah, we can't stand by because we didn't hear anything uh, on it from uh, only three clubs. I think I've seen speak out about it. Yeah, and that is uh, AC Milan AC once Milan. again. Yeah, classy and, and Roma. Yeah, and then surprisingly, yeah, Pescara. Pescara, who we just played last week. Yeah, Pescara have the dolphin on their logo. The dolphin on their logo. They, they made a fun a fun tweet, but they still they addressed it. Yeah, it was kind of a three monkey emojis with the eye emojis kind of going hmm mm, not good not good i don't like this and then uh, three dolphin emojis and then the love heart emoji yeah so it's quite, it was fun and then they also had a say no to racism so they addressed it in their but own little way but some people so it wasn't a syria b statement that was this issued was from syria it was from syria but we're still, we're still hoping to go to syria we still yeah, played in syria last season we're still part of the italian football family yeah and we would like to as the number one english language podcast for Frosinone. For Frosinone Calcio. We would like to officially call on the club and on anyone involved with the club to support a statement from Frosinone condemning the racism displayed regularly around Italy towards yeah. players, um, showing a lack of support for the, the monkey imagery. Yeah. And generally just coming out and saying... Kind of showing us what side they're on. Yeah, we, we want a statement from the club. It's kind of a situation where silence is deafening. Yeah, it is. It is. If you don't, if you don't say anything... You've said enough. You've said enough. Yeah. So we're calling on the club to speak out against this. It's not right. And it's getting to the stage where it's bizarre that they're even talking about it. Like, it's getting to the stage where it's now been legitimized as a debate. And people are like, well, can we do this? Can we do... No. No. None of it is good. It's, it's terrible. No one's saying... Like, it, it shouldn't even be a case of, okay, we probably shouldn't have used the monkey stuff. Nobody... They shouldn't even be talking about it. Like, it's not right. That should have got shut down fast. Should have got shut down. Been offered. Yeah, bad. So we're calling on, on, on Frosinone to issue uh, an anti-racism... Statement. Statement. Campaign. Campaign, whatever they want to do. And we want to know that there is a uh, policy of zero tolerance within our club yeah. for that. The only thing we seen on online was Dionisi with um with the guy who won X Factor in it. <laughs> like, you can't you can't ignore it. You know what I mean? There's this yeah. such a big issue in in. There was this huge thing com- going on, and you're visited by an X Factor singing contest winner. But I just think you can take time out to kind of make a statement. I don't see why you wouldn't, and it's concerning. Yeah, it is concerning, and it's it's one of those things. It's not good enough to say, well, it's nothing to do with us. Yeah, it's not good enough. You can't stay silent. Especially when Roma, you know, also local region. They've yeah, they're in now. the region, like, and it's and we're basically looking at it now, going, okay, so we've the two big teams in our region, and uh, we've Roma and we have Lazio, and Lazio are kind of have a not not all Lazio fans, no, but enough of we can't do that. It's not all Lazio fans, and it's not all people involved in Lazio. I'm not saying Simone Inzaghi is a racist or anything like that. Uh, he might be, we don't know, but he only seems to play Felipe Casado in injury time, and he always scores. <laughs> so I don't know why he wouldn't. But uh, it's a bit, it's a bit uh, inside ref there. Um, but like Lazio are kind of have this whole like neo-fascist streak in them. And they're one of the two big things. Roma have come out against this. I want to know that if push comes to shove and we're kind of taking a whole region survey 
of where the clubs stand. I want to know that Frosinone is more leaning towards the no tolerance policy of Roma yeah. than the silence, we'll deal with it ourselves, we kind of are okay with it, racism from Lazio. Uh, from Lazio. So yeah, I'd like a statement from the club. And we're going to be putting that up on our Instagram and on our Facebook, uh, basically asking the club to do, we'll probably do one in uh, English and one in Italian um, beside each other um, because we just don't think it's right. Uh, so anyway, we'll be back. Uh, ne- I'll be back next week um, just with a little quick Christmas uh, wishes and Christmas update from all the Frosinone uh, family and hopefully an update on this uh, racism thing. We're sorry by the way, for everyone that we have to get into all this. Uh, I'm sorry for anybody we can't, we can't skip over it. who feels who feels attacked and uh, it's it's not right. It, it, it's just not good. I, I, I'm a bit... I'm a bit it was a dark week. It was a dark week and it's... it's now, it's there, yeah, have actually come out unlike Gazette does Sport and have apologised. They have apologised, yeah. Which is, to me, progress. Obviously, there's enough backlash. Because they, they genuinely didn't seem to get it. They, they were like, oh, no. Like, it, 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 to me, it's concerning that they, the fact that they've apologised at least shows me that they're just completely ignorant. They're learning, yeah. But because in fairness, some progression there, we, have to, we have to admit that race relations are different in different countries. In different countries. In Italy, in Spain, in France, it is a different conversation to the conversation it is in Ireland, in England, in the US. Yeah. Because they haven't been as enlightened, I suppose. And a lot of this stuff that seems crazy to us, would seem crazy to us 20 years ago, yeah. they're only getting to now. Um, Some progress being made, but still. So progress, but with that, we don't have, to, we, we're under no obligation to wait, wait for that progress indefinitely. Yeah. And we're demanding that we have some progress because it's it's important as fans of a club to know that you're not supporting a, a, a racist uh, organization a race not saying that everyone in the club is racist but to not condemn it sometimes is as bad when it's a discussion like that yeah you have to speak up and if we're the first Serie B club or a second Serie B club apart from Pescara to address it that's an important step as that's a, club. a club you want to promote that's a club you want to be part of and as and even from a business point of view as a brand yeah it's good it's good business to not be a racist. Um, that's not why you do it. Yeah, it shouldn't be the reason that motivates But you, if but for some reason people need a, a financial argument, it's financially beneficial to not hate other people based on how they look. Yeah, it could help you in the transfer market too. Yeah, you could maybe open up your options. Maybe Joel Campbell will come back and pop a few goals in. Yeah, maybe he'll be like, fine, I'll come back. Yeah. How, how does a player like Chibza, of course, not playing for us anymore, or Joel Campbell, who is under the books, how do they feel about the club not coming out and saying something? I don't know. I'd like, to, I'd, like to, I'd like to know but I don't well anyway that concludes a kind of public service announcement episode of, of the Frosty Show and that was a little special report there on the state of racism just a disclaimer again Enzo and I are not uh, qualified social scientists we're Fair just we're just concerned fans who don't care for what we're seeing and um, actually Enzo we might have somebody on in January to talk about all this stuff uh, an expert or somebody personally affected or something like that um, to kind of bring in a different voice, uh, apart from just the two of us uh, trying to trying to do our best, trying to understand. So, Enzo, anything else you want to talk about on, uh, apart from this stuff? I don't think so. No, I think I think it's an important thing to kind of just address. Yeah, we're just going to leave it on that note. Yeah, and uh, so we have a big game coming up against Benevento uh, this weekend. The Enzo final. says one one. I say three two. Uh, to Benevento by the way I think we're going to lose I think yeah, we're going yeah. to lose uh, 3-2 uh, we're predicting red cards we're predicting penalties we're predicting a big blockbuster event a big game Saturday December 21st uh, Benevento against Frosinone Calcio and uh, I've been Jason Flynn sitting here with Enzo Patriarca oh by the way if you have uh, listened to this episode um, and you haven't listened to the episodes go back and listen to them they're pretty fun and uh, give us a follow on on Instagram or on Facebook. Give us a like on Facebook. And um, we're starting to put up more and more content all the time, more like varied content. And um, so, if you don't like to listen to the show, we can still follow along and see little videos and stuff like that. Snippets. Anything you want to promote, Enzo? Yeah, no, no. So. Okay, so we'll one of us at least will talk to you next week. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. And uh, go check out our post on Instagram and Forza Flozinone.